Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Aquademia Podcast. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I'm Justin Champ. And I'm Maddie Cassidy. And today we are speaking with Julie Zalowski-Brooker, who is an ambassador for Sailing for Sado. And we're going to tell you all about what that means in a little bit. But before we get into it, I want to remind everybody to please subscribe to Aquademia wherever you're listening. So every new episode will be automatically downloaded onto your device. And follow us on Twitter at AquademiaPod. If you want to contact the podcast for any reason, sponsorship, you want to be a guest, you have topic suggestions, you can fill out our online form located at globalseafood.org slash podcast. And if you like this episode, you like what you're listening to, then leave a rating or review on whichever podcast platform you listen to us on. That's right. Please enjoy this conversation that we had with Julie, and we will talk to you at the end. Welcome to the Aquademia Podcast. Our diet is hurting the environment in myriad ways. I mean, we desperately need to eat more seafood. This is a pioneering industry with a whole lot of people who have really good ideas and a lot of experience and are unafraid. Aquademia is your go-to podcast for a fresh take on all things seafood. All right. Well, we are sitting down today with... Julie Zalowski-Brooker, who is the ambassador for Sailing for Sado. Thank you, Julie, for joining us. We're really happy you were able to come on today. Thank you. I met with Julie a little while ago, and uh, she gave me kind of the rundown of what Sado is and Sailing for Sado. And it's a super cool program, and there's a lot that goes into it. But before we get into that, Julie, I want to talk about you. Let's get your story. Who are you? Where did you come from? Kind of, you know, tell our listeners who they're hearing from today. Okay, so... I am everything ocean. Right now I'm anchored in Punta Chivato on the uh, Baja side of the Sea of Cortez. And I've just been sailing the Sea of Cortez with my husband. Uh, I am a longtime lover of this body of water. So uh, I have a long history of a marine, marine science career, um, 30 years of a scuba diving instructor which most of my students have been certified here in the Gulf of California. Um, I love, absolutely love everything to do with above and below this body of water. And I love teaching about it. So um, with my scuba students, they always got an extra, um, extra classes with me because I always brought out my books and taught them about everything they saw on their open water dives, which is mm-hmm. something that you have to pay for now as a naturalist class, but I was always very eager to share that with everybody. And um, then my love for sailing in 2000, we took our kids and did a two year Central and South America sailing trip. And along the way we homeschooled the kids and, uh, you know, just taught them everything, uh, history and, and about the animals and the fish. And we went to uh, shark, you know, shark harvesting villages and learned about that and just a lot of things that go on on the coastal communities as far as fishing and sustainability. And it was a real eye opener for us. So coming back uh, after that trip, that was pretty exciting. I started a project. um, I got involved in a project called the Sonoran Sea Aquarium Project in Tucson. They were going to build a state-of-the-art aquarium there. and uh, I volunteered first and then became the education director years later. And, and that is where I got introduced to CEDO. And um, I used to take my volunteers down there 
for educational purposes to their field station so they could learn about the Seal Cortez, so they could communicate and educate the students that we were working with in Arizona about the Sonoran Sea and um, the Sonoran Desert region. So that's kind of who I am. And um, I'm out here sailing and spreading the word. Yeah. So this is a really cool thing that you got going on here. Can you can you talk talk a little bit about Sato and then get into more specific the Sailing for Sato program and kind of like everything that's involved. You know, there was a lot of stuff that we went over when I talked to you earlier and it was really exciting. And there's a lot of ways that um, our listeners can kind of be a part of this. And I, I, I'm excited to talk about that, but I want to start with Sato itself. Can you kind of give us a rundown of that and how it works? Sure, I can. So Sato is a very unique um, collaboration between Mexico and the United States, nonprofit organizations. And these organizations have a shared vision uh, mission and program strategies, and they pool their resources and their experiences, and they offer realistic environmental community-based solutions. Uh, these solutions recognize, respect, and leverage the culture and social economic interactions between the U.S. and Mexico. What I really love is Sado's mission. Uh, they foster vibrant communities, resilient ecosystems in the northern Gulf of California and other eco-regions by bringing together people, knowledge, and solutions. So I think that's really incredibly cool. Sado is, does so many things. And um, I became an associate board member for them two, about two years ago. And I wanted to do something to spread the word of the amazing work that they're doing. So um, they do so much. They do... Um, beach cleanups every year they have for 21 years. Um, they were responsible for um, the international coastal cleanup in Puerto Penasco, and they had 600 participants, 23 locations, and three tons of waste that they brought up that year. I think that was in 2019, and they've been doing it every year. Um, they have a, a school, Escuela del Mar, and Escuela del Mar is where fisher men and women can go and get training and skills in order to do sustainable fishing practices. And um, they also in the they also offer uh, certificates for these, and they also offer the fishers um, the fishermen and women. The skills and practices that they need to do this correctly, and then they also offer certificates in ecotourism and wildlife management. They um, they have uh, let me see here. They have women empowerment. So the the staff and the board are mainly women at Sado, and they're very powerful, and they they fight every day to get their dreams met and um, they promote um, fisheries and aquatics um, and they also involve youth generations which is a big thing with Sado now is incorporating youth into these um, into these programs um, yeah, that's a big topic in the industry 
in general yes. now is is yeah. getting getting younger generations excited about about uh, everything you know from ocean Definitely. conservation to to fisheries to aquaculture. That, yeah, there's been a lack of in the cultures in in Mexico is getting the youth involved, and mm-hmm. so Sado is working very very hard to do that. Um, they do um, sustainable fishing. And so they manage the fisheries and they have an oyster farm that is run by women. And they have, um, they, they definitely go after uh, sustainable fishing practices. Yeah, they're now just. These are on site sort of trainings through volunteers. Like how I'm trying to picture, because this seems really widespread, but also the there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of different areas of focus so i'm assuming that it takes a lot of a lot of staffing to to manage and and do all of these initiatives and these these trainings and teaching some of these skills um maybe we can talk about some of that okay so um they they have they do not have a lot of staff so they have their mexico staff and then they have their staff in Arizona, in Tucson. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the Mexico staff, I, I'm not sure of how many people work at the field station, but yes, they do. They have their hands in a lot of different things. So the um, Environmental Resource Center or the field station is in Puerto Penasco, and that has a has classrooms, has dorms, um, has all wow. kinds of educational facilities. And so students from the universities and other places can bring their classes down for research projects. So that's a very cool thing. Um, they have, uh, they have um, ex- excursions. So they yeah. take you kayaking, uh, take you out on field history, walks and talks, nature talks, uh, estuaries and tide pools. They will take you to the women-run oyster farm. Is a restaurant there too, which I got mm. to go to. is pretty amazing. Cool. But they um, they do have some really amazing stuff there. Yeah. So um, what I decided was when I my husband and I started sailing was how could I keep involved with Sado, and how could I continue to spread spread the word about the amazing work that they're doing here in the Gulf of California. So we decided to use our boat as a flagship and um, I created a program called Sailing for Sado. And basically it really is to, to talk to all of these cruisers out here and divers and kayakers and fishermen and boaters and anybody that's out here using the Gulf of California to participate in this project. And so the project is where we're using uh, an app called iNaturalist. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but this is, this is so cool. Justin, you're going to love this. Yeah. So I, Sean didn't, didn't prep me for that. So probably I'll have some good questions. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited to see kind of what your thoughts are. So iNaturalist is an app that you have on your phone and it helps to uh, you to identify plants and animals and, and all living organisms in and around okay. where you are. And so this project um, with iNaturalist Sailing for Sado is where I have uh, set up a, a 
program requirements that you, if you're going to join my Sailing for Sato program, you're going to be identifying certain species categories, like marine mammals, uh, invertebrates, plants, birds, and you can find all that out on on the Sato, um, the Sailing for Sato website. Mm-hmm. But um, we use the app. You take a picture, you upload the picture, and what's cool about um, iNaturalist is it it captures the location of your picture, and yep. it captures the date and the time. And so this goes into a huge uh, dat- scientific data repository that's used globally. So this community science project is trying to get everybody to help scientists, professional and non-professional around the world, collect data from the Gulf of California on these different types of species with, with, um, without having the scientists having to come here to do the research. So say, for instance, you want to know what type of um, whales, uh, say you want to know in December if orcas are um, coming to the Gulf of California in this specific area, right? So yep. you can go onto the iNaturalist app, go under Sailing for Sado, and all the pictures will be there in the identification for scientists to collect this kind of data. So yep. um, when I was doing some presentations about this program, people would ask me, uh, well, what, you know, there's a lot of booby birds out here. There's a lot of blue footed boobies out here. And, um, it doesn't matter. It's not going to be the same one if you take 50 pictures of different ones. But it really yeah. helps to understand. And with our climate changing and fish moving because the waters are warming, it really can help scientists from around the world understand different parts of the Gulf of California, which is a really studied area because it's so, so incredibly diverse. I mean, in the Gulf of California, we have the diversity of um, about a thousand marine invertebrates. We've got 230 known species of fish, 131 birds, 13 marine mammals, and five sea turtles. And this in 650,000 plant known plant species. Mm-hmm. So this is in the region of the Sonoran Desert region is 100,000 square miles of land and water so it's a half marine uh region so anyway spreading the word going around meeting with people that are using this beautiful body of water for whatever you can probably accomplish so much more by getting people invested and and just thinking of the app right like if you only have a certain amount of individuals that are going out and trying to capture that what is the there's a technical term i think of what smartphones capture now right like the geolocation timestamps and all that stuff but now you can you know if you get more and more people invested you're spreading that technology out and capturing more which is more data the better right 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 that's the idea of um the iNaturalist and what's really cool about the geolocation justin is that um Say, for instance, I saw a whale shark, and mm-hmm. I took some pictures of it, and I uploaded Have you that. seen one? I have to ask. Yes. I, oh, my God. I want to see one of those. So cool. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. 
But say, for instance, I saw one, I took a picture, I uploaded it. The geolocation can be blocked so that people can't see that. And we and it's done by iNaturalist uh, for protection of the animals. So not only oh, do I talk about, you know, the, the, you, can't, you can't love and respect what you don't understand. And so I'm always out here sharing my knowledge of these animals. And lots of people eat seafood. And I talk with them about sustainable fishing practices and keeping within the laws here of Mexico, because a lot of people don't know that. So I update people on a lot of things they don't know and, and clamming. Um, lots of that goes on down here. And there's certain times a year you can do it. There's permits that you have to have. There's licenses yeah. that you have to have. So I work really hard in um, helping people to understand that as well. So going back to iNaturalist, it is an absolutely amazing app to use. And it is my hope that with the Sailing Perseto program that we get lots and lots of people involved in species identifications. So when it's uploaded, you can pick an identification from it, but then it's verified by a scientist or biologist. And how long has the app been in use? You know, I think it's been at least 10 years. I know that uh, wow. I was introduced. I, I don't know that for a fact, but it's been mm -hmm. quite a while. I know that uh, when I worked at this, the uh, Arizona Sonora Desert Museum, we were mm -hmm. starting to use the app back then. So it's been around a while. It's very yeah. populated. You can go under, you can go onto the iNaturalist app. You can go into Sado. And then yep. you can go into Sailing for Sado and see the project requirements and and all the uh, information you need to start the program yourself. It's been a lot of fun. I know that people here have really started to enjoy it. Well, and we'll make it really easy for any of our listeners that want to get involved because we'll have links and directions and things of that nature in our show notes for this episode so yeah what are what are some other ways that our listeners can uh, interact with sailing for sato or, or be involved besides using the iNaturalist app so there's um you can go onto the website and look at um quite a bit of things that you could uh, get involved with one of the things that's a lot of fun is to go down to puerto Penasco, which is where the, the field station is there uh, environmental center and do some of their eco tours. Those are very, very cool. Um, you can sign up for our newsletter. We have an e-newsletter that comes out monthly. And, uh, and of course, you know, we get uh, our support for our funding comes from um, grants, private donations and U S and, and Mexico. Uh, we ask that our sailing for Sado, um, Participants help us in supporting us, mm -hmm. but we're getting ready to launch in March. We're launching our Arizona Gives campaign. So that's really big. We do two appeals a year and one is in March, Arizona Gives. And then we do uh, right after I think Thanksgiving is Giving Tuesday. So those are two big uh, appeals yep. that we launch. So, of course, funding is big for us and we mm -hmm. really of course. hard yep. to um, get people to understand that. It's a lot of work that Sado does, and it's a lot of a lot of energy. And they are just—they're young, they're innovative, and they're just very dynamic. That they're on 
all kinds of social media platforms now. Um, how many how many people are there at Sato working? How Do you many have an idea? employees are there? If you don't know, it's not a big deal. I yeah, don't know. I would guess maybe ten. I might be wrong. We could we could correct that if um, we find out. Yeah. Um, small but mighty. Small yeah, but exactly. mighty, and and like I said, it's it's a really young, innovative group, and they've got really new and bright ideas, and and it's great to bring that to the table now because Sato has been around for forty years, mm-hmm. and you know you get you get kind of stuck in the same mindset and. Uh, Nalida is our new executive director who came on board in 2019 and she is a mover and a shaker. That woman, she does not stop and she gets her hands involved in everything. And it's, it's really quite impressive. Yeah. That sounds it. Yeah. And those are the, the leaders, the passionate people that you need to move these things forward. And I need to get to, I haven't, I haven't been down to down there, so I would love to travel. I was going to say maybe it's it's warmer and I can get out of this cold, but you were telling me that it hasn't, oh, no. the temperature actually left, in Tucson hasn't been. Yeah, I left um, San Carlos two days ago and it honestly is 15 degrees warmer on this side than it is over there. Yeah. It's the first time I've been out of a sweatshirt and jeans. So it's quite a bit warmer over here, which is really nice. But this yeah. is a very diverse and... and uh, very impressive body of water. Jacques Cousteau called it the world's aquarium. Hmm. But you know, that's a good visual, yeah, actually. We are definitely seeing, you know, decline in the fish. And um, if you if you listen to some of Jacques Cousteau's talks and um, Steinbeck, you know, this was the Vermilion Sea, mm-hmm. and we don't see as many fish as we used to in the Gulf. So. They're working really hard on protecting certain areas and they've done a really good job. And again, going back to sustainable fishing, teaching the fisher men and women how to sustainably fish. It's, it's a win-win all the way around. For sure. So we talked about everything that's going on with Sado for Sado and and what Sado does and how people can be involved. Um, And you touched a little bit on kind of what's coming down the line as regard to uh, the future, but is there anything else that you uh, foresee coming with Sato uh, in the future that you're excited to talk about that you can talk about? <laughs> um, I don't know that I can talk about the certain things that are coming down the line right now, but I can tell you that if you keep up on the website, they're very current. In fact, they're redoing it right now. Um, they're very current and keep us updated. And the e-newsletter, sign up for that yeah. and you will find out all the stuff, but yeah, it's just incredible the work that they're doing. And in the short period of time that Nalita has taken over, she's just done an amazing amount of work. I don't know how she does it. We need to clone her. (laughs) (laughs) Got some good energy, that woman. Yeah. Well, we'll make sure that we put links to both the Sato main website, as well as the sailing for Sato portion of that right in the show notes so people can access that right away really easy. Is there anything else that you want to get out there? Any last minute message? You know, it's, it's been kind of a, a quick one, but uh, I don't want to you know take up too much of your time. Uh, is there anything else that you want to discuss or make sure that you get out there for our listeners? Oh, you know, I just want people to understand that, you know, it, th- this is our ocean. These are our oceans. And our tagline for um, this project is... And I've got my banners on the boat. It's our oceans, our future, our responsibility. And that is true. 
And I also want to say that uh, in June is World Ocean Day. We like to celebrate the entire month in June. Mm -hmm. But this year, their tagline is One Ocean, One Climate, One Future. And they also wanted to promote 30 for 30. And that is um, our world leaders got together and made a commitment, a global commitment, to protect 30% of the blue planet by 2030. So that's where 30 for 30 comes in. Mm-hmm. And I always like to talk to my participants in Sailing for Sado that by using this project, by helping with that, they are contributing to 30 for 30. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I will say a lot of the work that you've discussed about what Sado is doing aligns with a number of the um, sustainable development goals as well which is, is always nice to see and always nice to keep that on the radar yes. uh, as we move forward with everything. So, uh, Justin, do you have anything else that you want to get into? No, I, uh, it sounds like there could be another potential episode on the horizon after some of these things that you can't talk about on this episode yeah. uh, come to fruition. But again, like you mentioned, uh, Julie, any listener that does get involved through the monthly newsletter, following stuff on the website will be current. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you're working on updating that website like as we speak. So Yeah, they are. And definitely I wanted to also say that um, you know, just staying involved with our, you know, um our resources and our limited resources here in the in the Gulf and understanding it and you know, just helping to spread the word is going to be just monumental for us. And there's so, so many visitors that come here to the Gulf of California. Tens of thousands every year for many different reasons. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just spreading this word. And, and this is our pilot program, Sean. This is the first. We've only done this for two months. We're starting to dip our toe. So we'll see how this works. And maybe it is my hope that we could get uh, more um, people uh, involved, more boats, um, you know, get more ambassadors to the mm-hmm. Gulf. Yeah. For sure. Well, I, as Two people who um, generally, you know, our job, Justin and I and Maddie as well, our job is to spread the word about great programs like this, as well as um, just sharing the good information about things that are happening out in our world. And when I say our world, I mean the world of seafood, ocean conservation and and ocean education. Uh, We want to thank you for everything that you're doing to push that mission forward as well. And we're really excited to kind of see where this goes. So thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. And hopefully we'll talk to you real soon. Okay. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this. Thank you, Julie. Folks, that was our conversation with Julie from Sailing for Sado. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something and I hope you check out all of the links in the show notes so you can be more involved with what they're doing. Please remember to subscribe to Academia wherever you listen. That way, every time a new episode comes out, it will automatically be downloaded directly to your device. Follow us on Twitter at Pod, And if you want to contact the podcast for any reason, you can fill out our online form located at globalseafood.org slash podcast. And the best way that you can help the show out is by leaving a rating or review on whichever podcast platform you listen to us on and share us with a friend. That's right. And if you like what we do at the Global Seafood Alliance and you want to be more involved, you may want to consider becoming a member. All of the information about the GSA membership program can be found at globalseafood.org slash membership. Thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next time. Ciao. Ciao. Bye. Bye.